You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Well, fight fans, I got good news and I got bad news. All right? Um, Brendan Tobin is here. I'm here. And we're going to talk to you for the next hour. That's the good news. The bad news is Nikita Krylov, who is supposed to be half of tonight's main event of UFC 70, is, well, he's there, but he's sick, apparently. He literally just pulled out with sickness moments ago. So... That the main event is, is no longer. Um, no Ryan Spann, no Nikita Krylov tonight. However, Tatiana Suarez tickets cash because she just guillotine choked Montana de la Rosa. So you were uh, talking about heading into tonight. That was the one you were looking forward to. I assume you're satisfied with that finish. Yeah, I mean, listen, she dominated that first round with her wrestling and then got that submission in round two. So got to be good for her. It hasn't fought in four years. Uh you know, you can see that uh, it meant a lot to her to get that one man, and now she can uh, get herself back into contention because that was uh, that's that's got to mean a lot to get over that 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 hump. And you know, look, we've seen this that happened with you know. Remember, Juliana had the the nasty knee injury. She was on her way with the Ultimate Fighter, and then uh, had the devastating knee injury. Uh, took her a while, and then look, she got to the mountaintop. So hopefully, Tatiana could have a, a similar path one day uh, back. Uh, you know, to to the top. While we're talking about the ladies, hey, hey, ladies, once again, uh, the co-main event next week, Valentina Shevchenko and Alexa Grasso. You can get Grasso plus 425 at MGM right now. Valentina Shevchenko, no surprise, a big favorite at minus 650. All right, let's talk about some other fights that are coming up. Your guy, the Rat Hat. I call him that. That's not his actual nickname. Shavkat Rachmanov is back. Well, you know, it looks like a rat hat. Get a better hat. That's all I'm saying. Um, takes on Jeff Hands of Steel Neal. Jeff Neal, a big underdog, plus 360. Chavkat, minus 500. It feels like the UFC knows how good he is because they're putting him at his minus 500, but they kind of want to slow roll him a little bit. You onto that? I think he's just having trouble finding fights, man. Like, look, Jeff Neal was going to pull saying. out of his fight. Um, it's tough to get these guys action. I don't know. It, 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 it's... It's tough because it feels like Rachmanov, I don't know if he has to go miss weight by 100 pounds like uh, Hamzat did and make people hate him, but, you know, he, he comes in there with his his beautiful fox hat. I won't let you uh, disrespect his his, his garb that he has. Rat. It's fox. It's okay. fox, dude. It's, 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 a, it's, a, okay. it's a wild, beautiful fur that he has. And okay. I think that, you know, the, guy, the guy's been an absolute monster. Every fight that he's gotten in there, he's looked untouchable. And it's one of these things where it's like that's going to make you really tough to uh, to to get opponents, and it also makes it you you say slow roll, but it's like how do you get on the path if nobody wants to get in there with you? So you know this will be on a big stage. 
I don't know what the, 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 the next path is. If he is able to get through Jeff Neal, which I think that he will, you know, how can he get into the spot where, you know, he is getting a shot at the contenders and get his way up like Hamzat did. I don't know, but maybe it's a, a crazy quick turnaround or something like that. But this guy's dangerous, man. I think he's going he's gonna to open up a lot more eyes next week. My late great uncle David wore a rat hat. He also taught me how to fish. I, I miss that guy. Um, Bo Nickel is going to make his UFC debut. You want to talk about a heavy favorite, minus 1,600 taking on Jamie Pickett. I mean, that's total disrespect to Jamie Pickett, plus 850 on the comeback. I'm not saying I'm betting him. We know Bo Nickel is going to win this fight, but we can't find somebody for Bo to get in there with that's closer than a minus 1,600. What is this, boxing? Yeah, but I mean, like, how many guys do you see with that few fights that get to go on this kind of a stage? And we're seeing this for a couple of guys. It's going to happen at, at 87 with uh, Raul Rosas, who's going to get in there at 18 years old and get on the main card. Some people are grumbling about this, but I like it. I like the fact that these guys are, are if they think that they're ready, this guy wanted to get signed right away. They made him go on the Contender Series twice. Why not debut on a stage like this? This is uh, This is fantastic. And, you know, if he can do something like this on a John Jones card, that's going to elevate him right away. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, he's already talking trash about, you know, Izzy and, and, and Pajeda. You know, I don't think he's going to be ready for a title shot after this. But certainly, uh, you imagine some domination like that. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a nice coming out for it party for Bo Nickel if he can get it done like the odds say he will. Tell him that yourself, that you don't think he's ready for a title shot. As a matter of fact, you'll get a chance to. Bo Nickel joins us coming up next week on Tapped Out. Man, we land the guest. If you want to hear from Israel Adesanya, if you want to hear from Robert Whitaker, if you want to hear from Islam Makachev, well, you name it, we bring them on. Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network, including Alexander Volkanovsky, the current reigning pound for pound. Next week, we're bringing on Bo Nickel. And rumor has it, we're going to try to get John Jones for y'all. Maybe we'll see. Supposedly we got some sort of a connection. So feels like that feels like head? a monster. Ah, it's just like I, I hate guest jinxing. It, it, it's like it, you know, it's like you don't mention a, a no hitter. No, you talk it into reality. I'm the exact no. opposite. So hopefully we get John Jones. We will have Bo Nickel. You don't look like a manifester, week. dude. I can't exactly see you meditating in your living room, saying uh, thing like you'll you'll speak things into existence. Oh, I don't see you doing that. There's a lot of things that go on in this living room. Meditating is not one of them. You're you're absolutely right about that. Um, UFC 285, Dan Hooker out. Matisse Gamrot in versus Jalen Turner. Finally, an even fight-ish. Jalen Turner minus 170. Excuse me, uh, Matisse Gamrot minus 175. The underdog Jalen Turner at plus 145. That's an absolute banger of a fight. Yeah, it's a a banger of a fight. Tough for Dan Hooker because... You know, it feels like it's been snake bit for him lately, but well, ways I think we got one that's uh, that's even more competitive, which is always a, a good turn of fortune. Hooker did look good his last time out. Let's just call it what it is. The previous five or six times, he looked absolutely terrible. So you can say snake bit. I say suck. Hopefully, Dan Hooker gets yeah, back in the tough. win column next time we see he, him. He did um, give us that he, juicy story about it uh, about Islam cheating, though. So I got to give him props for that. Yeah. Maybe this is hey, like. Well, we're what, Maybe there's some foul play here. You know, maybe the Makachev camp is uh, is taking out Dan Hooker. All of a sudden, he's got a fight. Now you can't find him. Suspicious. You're always wearing that tinfoil hat, aren't you? Um, Cody No Chin Garbrandt, I just came up with that on the spot, is back. 
He's, he's taking on Trevin Jones, Garbrandt. I love Cody. He's got the best tattoos. He's a great guy. His fight versus Dominic Cruz is one of the more memorable. Well, I, I, I maybe loved Cody past tense. Dude, he's one and six in his last seven fights. What the hell is he doing as a favorite minus 165 in this one? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, Trevin Jones has lost three straight, too. So Touché. that could be something. I mean, they, they, I think at that point you're betting, you're betting on resume a little bit, but I am with you. That is uh, that, that Cody has had a tough go of it. Um, where is this? This one is at, uh, is this a flyweight or is this a Bantam coming up next? Uh, week? I, believe it's a ban- I believe it's a Bantamweight fight. All right. So he's um, going back up after the, uh, after the old uh, trying to change, uh, trying to change weight classes. Is that what he's doing? Good idea. didn't work out great. Um, Jarakis Duplessis, that guy makes me money every single time he fights. He's taken on Derek Brunson. Brunson, the dog, at 2-1. to one. Duplessis at minus 250. What happens if Duplessis breeds Brunson? Because Brunson's like the ultimate kind of, it feels like in the past, if you beat him, then you're either to the final guy or you're close to it. If Duplessis wins, could he be fighting for a title next? Uh, yeah, you definitely get the mix. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate for Derek. He is in that, like, perennial uh, gatekeeper mode, but that is what's been shown really lately. Is like you beat Derek Brunson, and it shows that you're if you're not going to be there next, you're probably on your way or, or you're allowed to be in contention. You're allowed to be in the talks. And, um, look, he's been really close. He's had some some good performances and has had a bit of a resurgence at times, but but he is what he is. He is there in that spot where it's like, hey, you're right now. You're the marker to see if you're good enough to go fight the next guys. He definitely is that. And it's it sucks because he's had a really nice career. He just has kind of been that next dude. Um, Curtis Blades is taking on Sergey Pavlovich on April 22nd. Curtis Blades is another guy. It feels like we talk about all the heavyweights and then we're like, oh, yeah, and also Curtis Blades. Can you see him one day fighting for the belt? I definitely think that he could fight for the belt as long, especially with Francis not being there. Um, now, Sergey is scary. I mean, that guy is, he is. He's knocking out everybody, dude. He's, he's steamrolling through a lot of folks. Um, but Curtis, if your name's not Francis Ngannou, seems to have ability to take that away. There's just one guy who really seems like they got the Curtis Blades kryptonite, and that guy's not currently in the promotion. So to answer your question, yeah, I think he absolutely could be in there. Uh, there was even some fodder of him versus John Jones as being the comeback John Jones fight before it uh, it ended up being on France, before it ended up being Cyril Gaon. Like, there was some Curtis Blades talk, so I don't see uh, – uh, I, I don't think it being that out of the realm of possibility that Curtis Blades could find his way back there. But, man, that's basically Sergey right there. He's a trained dude. He comes right through, and he can be really, really tough to beat. That's what it's like when he walks – as soon as Bruce Buffer says his name – a train going through his opponents. It's tough. He does come down those tracks, and you definitely want to get off. That being said, where does Tom Aspinall fit in this whole heavyweight picture? Because you have to think, I don't know exactly when, but in the next handful of months, he'll be back from his injury. Look, dude, that's your that's your guy. I don't know. Uh, that was such a devastating thing because he looked like he had the whole package. Um you know, and we can see that these things can be tricky for fighters with the with their with their legs to come back like that. Those those ligament injuries are tough because they got to be on them, they got to be shifty, they got to be elusive. They get them twisted in practice and jujitsu practice, so it's not easy to come back from. 
and he looked like the truth. He looked like he was going to be absolutely in there amongst the contenders. Also, it looks like he's got to sleep with one eye open because Conor McGregor says he's going to kill him for uh, for slamming this week. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see that. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I I know that Conor is, is a bad man, but if you, you're you not going to step to Tom Aspinall. Even, even if Aspinall still has on an air cast, Tom Aspinall in 30 seconds versus the notorious one. Let's be honest. Maybe next, Conor McGregor. If this doesn't work out against Chandler, Conor McGregor moves up to heavyweight. That's his next move. He looks like one, bro. He absolutely – you saw that picture of him standing next to Wonderboy? He definitely looks like a heavyweight. I don't know what his walking weight is right now. Um, we talked about this earlier for a minute. UFC 288, Charles Oliveira. Dubronx is back versus Benil Daryush. It's crazy because I was going to say no matter who Oliveira fights next, I'm going to take him as long as it's not against Islam. And now that we know it gets against, against Benil Daryush, I'm kind of backing off of that. Like, Benil Daryush doesn't really lose fight. But Charles Oliveira is, let's just call it what it is. Oliveira was an average fighter. Oliveira was, he kind of had the, um, kind of had the George Masvidal path where he was good and people like watching him fight. And then he was fighting for belts and obviously Masvidal fighting for a belt. Oliveira defended his belt a handful of times. All I'm saying is, Maybe he got to the top of the mountain in the case of Dubronx, and he's headed back down. I kind of like Benil Daryush to win this fight. I don't think it's a case for me of thinking that uh, Charles Oliveira has been exposed. I mean, look, he lost to Islam. Uh, this is a very good weight class. These guys, you know, think of that. I think you and I are in agreement right now that Bantamweight's the best, but I think Lightweight has the longest time had that crown. Uh, yeah. and it's right there as far as you know, the, the amount of guys who you can consider elite. I still think Charles Oliveira is, is that, but Benil's he's just well-rounded. He's good at everything. He's another one of these guys, like his, his kind of taking the slow path to get here. Um, and he wins this, you know, he was supposed to be fighting Islam. That was, that was, you know, supposed to be the matchup. He ends up falling out of that. And, and, uh, all of a sudden Islam's fighting Bobby green and then he gets the fast track to a championship. So, uh, this is a big opportunity for him because if he doesn't, you know, when does he get there then? So I think there's a lot of pressure on Benil coming into this matchup. I don't think that we've got the same Islam is invincible that we did a couple of weeks ago before we saw him fight Bulk. Like, it sounded like you were kind of going that way where it was like, well, you know, you won't take anything against Charles Oliveira because he lost to Islam. Well, dude, I thought Islam just lost his last fight. I know that the standings tell me that he beat Volkanovski, but I felt like he lost. So you tell me, is Islam still the monster we thought he was a couple of weeks ago? I don't think he is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what the thing is, though? I don't – I thought that was a great fight. Like, I think the thing that's just – I, I think that you and I, you and I you, you and I, both went into that, and I think a lot of people did, thinking that Volk was being disrespected by the odds and that he was way too big of an underdog. And I think that he proved it, whether you thought that he won or thought that he lost. We can all acknowledge that that was a, a, a razor-thin, close fight and that sure. Volkanovsky proved that he is one of the best fighters on the planet. Um, I think with Islam, you know – like we just don't have that much of a resume of him on on the top of the top yet because 
he only took on one top five guy. It happened to be the champion of the world to take the the belt. Now he has two. Um, I still thought that he had some really good moments in that fight that showed how special he could be. And I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe you may say that he didn't look that dominant, but maybe he goes in there the next time against Benil or he goes in there against Charles and he looks even better because they're not as good as Volkanovski is. Uh, speaking of title fights, real quick, BT, who do you like in that Triple C Aljo matchup? I like Aljo. I uh, I think that I think that he gets it done. But I've never been the biggest Triple C guy in the world. Um, he's good, don't get me wrong. But I just like I'm I've just you know I think he gets me with the the king of cringe thing. I think maybe it's turned me off at certain directions. And I also think that yeah, it is a tough it is a tough comeback to go against uh, a, a guy right now who's been in there and has been taking on the best guys and maybe the best division of the sport. So I think that's a tough comeback for Triple C. We bring on the best fighters. We bring on the best coaches. And coming up next, we got the best translator in the UFC. Fabiano joins Tapped Out. You're locked into the BetQL Network.